Hey, this is Joe Castiglione, and you're listening to Not Another Sox Podcast with Matt Cavall, Matt LeBeau, and Jack Webster. Can you believe it? Amigos, and welcome to episode 33 of Not Another Sox Podcast. I am Jack Webster here with Matt Galveo and Matt LeBeau. As always, we are a second place team. God damn it. <laughs> Dude, things are trending in a, in a great direction here. Like you said, man, second place. You know, a couple team, you know, the, the Jays are starting to slip. And, you know, uh, the Red Sox uh, have kind of taken care of business the last... Um, you know, this last week here, you know, with uh, with some sweeps and man, they look good right now. Second place um, is obviously, um, you know, right where you want to be. This is a great position, you know, from where we were in the beginning of the season. So um, this is great to see. This is exactly what you want to see. Goddamn right. Goddamn it. <laughs> um, no, yeah, they look like they're the th- I, honestly, they look like the third best team in the American League. You could even make the argument that they're the second best team in the American League. Obviously, the Yankees are. You know, right now, they're the best team, even though quick first-round exit. Everybody knows that. <laughs> but, like, right now, the Yankees are definitely the best team in the American League. <clears throat> and then you have the Astros, obviously, you know, good record, good run differential. But I think, like, with just looking at the last month and a half, I think you could make the argument that the Red Sox and the Astros are even. You know, I mean, whole body of work, obviously, the Astros are going to be viewed as, as, as better. But I think when those power rankings come out, the Red Sox are going to be I would say top seven in Major League Baseball. Top six, top seven. I mean, what a turnaround. Yeah, and not only that, I mean, the Astros play in a little bit of an easier division. Even the Orioles are only six out of 500 right now. So (laughs) that really just goes to show that, like, every single one of those teams has come here to compete. Somehow even the Orioles. (laughs) Um, And, you know... Obviously, you have to give credit for what the Yankees have done so far this season. It's a historic first start. There's no denying that. But the, all the pressure's on them to actually do it in October. And they're going right. to make the playoffs. I don't think anybody can really deny that. But it really doesn't matter if you're the New York Yankees. If you even finish with 120 wins, if you don't win the World Series this year, it is all or bust. And if they don't, then... Uh, I don't know what went wrong with them even. It's like it, it, it's kind of the same thing that we felt with the Dodgers the last few years where if you don't win the World Series, that is a failed season. And are the Yankees actually going to do anything in October since it's been a full decade since they actually have? The only person that had postseason experience, Brett Gardner, is gone. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. R.I.P. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, I think that was a, a really good comparison, Jack, to the Dodgers of the last few years, you know, before, you know, they ended up winning where, I mean, the Yankees have, I mean, top to bottom, they got a, they got a great team. I mean, pitching, um, you know, obviously that, that lineup is amazing with, you know, Judge, Stanton, um, you know, all, you know, all those guys, they, they got a very, very good team. And obviously anything short of a World Series this year is going to be a failure. Um, but they're a team that really hasn't proved it in the playoffs, you know, in the last, you know, decade plus, um, you know, since 2009 that, you know, they can actually, you know, win when it matters. You know, it's great 
obviously now, you know, you have, you know, such a great record, but, you know, where is that, you know, in, you know, late September, October, you know, when you're, you know, in the playoff hunt and, you know, when you're in the postseason, you know, they haven't been able to get it done. So it's it's great now if you're a Yankee fan, but obviously, you know, in October, that's that's when it matters. And, you know, is this the year that they're going to, that they're going to prove prove it in the postseason, we'll we'll see. But uh, obviously, they've you know they're they're the class of the American League right now, unfortunately. But uh, you know we'll we'll see what happens. You know in the uh, in the next few months here. Yeah. No. I mean, they're uh, they're 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 a first round exit. You know, it's going to happen. <laughs> no. I mean, at the end of the day, um, and this isn't a Yankee podcast, right? They're a great they're a great team. And I just think if if I can say one thing about the Yankees, obviously everyone knows how how good they are, but you know they're, I think they're one injury away from like the the I think them coming back down to earth a little bit. Like they don't forget, and I'm not saying this as a Red Sox fan, they are playing uh, above their ability. Like the the guys on the team that are you know all stars aren't that good. I mean Trevino, Tyon, fucking. You know, I mean, Jordan Montgomery's good. I'll give him credit. He's good. He's a good enough pitcher, but like, you know, he's not really like a Cy Young candidate, in my opinion. And is Nestor Cortez really going to start the All Star game? Is he really like he's? That's, that's he's another, yeah, yeah. That's another great example. Like, there's just so many guys that are overperforming, and I give you know whoever is making the wheels turn there a lot of credit. But dude, at the end of the day, the, the if I were a Yankee fan and I was looking down at the Red Sox, you know, eleven games back. I'm not really worried that the the Red Sox are going to catch them for the division, but I would certainly be worried about playing the Red Sox in the first round. I mean, the offensive firepower that the Red Sox have, as well as the starting pitching. I mean, you think you would think that both teams are going to be somewhat even come October, in my opinion. Right. Well, not only that, we have like what 15, 16 games against them, nine of which are at home. So. You have to, you know, factor in so many head-to-head matchups. You know, if it's kind of like last year where they go head-to-head, it's, you know, pretty much identical record at the end of the day, then, yeah, Yankees are going to win the division. There's no doubt about that. But if the Red Sox can make up some ground like they have been over the last few weeks now and have a really good record against the Yankees, no matter how hard that might be right now, then they still aren't out of it. These There's been bigger drop-offs in the standings before, and it would take, you know, the Yankees coming back down to earth and us just continuing to play the way that we have over the last few weeks now to really actually get that done. So I think, you know, in a lot of people's minds, it's kind of over and done, but I really don't think with this team that they actually think that the division's out of reach. I think, you know, they're still competing for it at the end of the day. They don't want to settle for a wild card. No, yeah, they're they're definitely competing for the division. I just wouldn't, like, I wouldn't go... Like, I wouldn't revolve maybe who you acquire at the trade deadline around, like, you know, potentially trying to win the division. I would be content with a wild card spot, especially if you're getting, like, that top wild card spot. Right. Like, I'd be totally fine with that. You know, because if you get the top wild card spot. Oh, fuck you up. are at home. You are at home in a best yeah. of three series against the second best um, uh, wild card team. And then the third best plays the best um, or the third best uh, division record. Okay. Yeah. The playoffs are a little bit of a confusing process yeah. this year if you don't if you don't have it grasped, you know, fully right now, but <laughs> it's tough. 
So if it ended today, the Red Sox would be facing Tampa Bay because, or Tampa Bay or Toronto because they have an identical record. And then whoever would be in fourth place would face Minnesota because they have the lead in the AL Central, but don't have a first round bye like the Yankees and Astros do because they have the two best records. Okay. Yeah. But the game and a half lead in the wild card, even two or three and a half uh, from even falling out of it at this point, it's a it's a good place to be in. Okay. Lebeau's <laughs> face looks like uh, Zach Galifianakis from like the Hangover <laughs> with all the numbers and everything, yeah. like all the signs. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it it's just like I, I just I, I'm just thinking about like does it because I said like you know it, would it change what they do at the deadline if they're trying to win the division or not i actually don't really think it would i think like you just need to at this point like i i'm totally confident that the red sox are going to make the playoffs one way or another um just don't really know you know how they're going to do that so i would just get what you need which you know we i did run a little quick poll obviously i mean we already knew what the 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 kids were going to say it's bullpen you know it's a bullpen help they they need they need a uh, I mean I, I see I don't I don't really want to get a closer I want to give Hauk the shot to just fully take the position for a little while. Yeah. The only issue with that is if you <laughs> play the Blue Jays in the first round, then you don't have a closer. It better be at home. It better be at home. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You you only have a closer at home, so it's like, it, fuck. Like or or so what, that mean, does that change? Does that change your opinion though? If like obviously like. You have Hauke, you, you don't know if he's going to be available. Um, no, I just, I, I don't think, like, trust me, I, I wish he was vaccinated. I want him to get vaccinated. It just doesn't change my opinion on how they should pursue him at the position. Like, it would suck if they're playing the Blue Jays in the ALCS and, you know, game five is on the road and you don't have a closer. But when you're in the playoffs, don't forget, I mean, you got guys that are starting less because you're probably only running with three or four starters. So you can move a starter to the bullpen and then push people. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think they'll figure it out, but it would suck. Like if how dominates that role and then he can't pitch in Toronto, then that would blow. Yeah. And I mean, there, there is going to be a guy, maybe it's not even like an exact quote unquote closer. Maybe you do want to give that, uh, Roll to Hauk, who's been doing a pretty good job with it so far. I don't think any actual blown saves. There's been a few close calls, but um, he's done well with the roll. Uh, ERA under three after another scoreless outing today in relief uh, compared to a 432 starting. So I think, you know, it's fair to say the job is his. It is unfortunate that, you know, he's not going to be available in Toronto. And, uh, you know, maybe that might change down the road. Especially, you know, if it does become clear that we might face him in the playoffs, I think, you know, if that's not going to convince you to do it over anything, then uh, your mind is kind of made up. But um, uh, he's a guy that I think has really helped us out in that closing role to have a solid dude and to be able to even use a guy like uh, Schreiber um, as your max leverage guy. But, uh, you know, it, it will be interesting to see how it plays out with any additions at the deadline. Yeah. I mean, you can't trust Robles at this point in that no. role. No. You know, and I mean, there's really. And that sucks because he played well last year, too, in, in that in that role. So it's it's tough. Yeah. No, he was. He was good. In, and then in the beginning of the year, too. 
you know, he was good. Um, I just, I think that a lot of it comes down to like, you know, Sale and Paxton, if they can come back and they're like healthy and productive, then maybe you can take Whitlock out of the rotation and move him back into that high leverage role for the playoffs. So that'd be nice. That'd be nice. No, I mean, Corey's going to mix and match. I think he's the perfect manager to do that. I can't imagine, you know, um, Aaron Boone trying to do that despite the success of his team. Yes, he just hasn't needed to. (laughs) Like, like you, you haven't heard a goddamn thing from Aaron Boone all year. Because it's not him doing it, it's just the team. But right. I think, you know, kind of with the rough start that the Red Sox had, a lot of eyes have been on Alex Cora. And, uh, you know, uh, ever since he shaved, uh, we've become one of the best teams yeah. in the <laughs> uh, and, and that's kind of the thing with the Yankees, too, is like they haven't really, I feel like they really haven't faced too much adversity this year. They've kind of cruised um, this year. So that, that can also be a factor when, when you're in the postseason, if they, if, if you find yourself in a, in a tough spot or, um, you know, maybe somehow you you're down in a series and, um, you know, they really haven't been in a situation this year where they've, um, they've really had to face a lot of adversity or they've, they've been in bad positions. Um, so that could also be a factor uh, too, when you get into the playoffs, you know, it's obviously every game is, is so high leverage and, um, you know, if they find themselves down either big in a game or, or down in a series at some point, you know, that can change things as well because, you know, obviously we haven't seen them in that position yet this year. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Good. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we actually did play some games over the last week. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're kind of saying here, you know, oh, six and zero oh stretch, and you know, it feels great anytime that you can win six, actually seven in a row now at any point in the season. Uh, but it really just kind of almost feels natural the way the team is doing it. You don't expect them to lose at the end of the day, even you know, uh, first series against uh, Detroit, you kind of expected to sweep that. I think we all said that on the show last week. Yeah. Uh, but coming in to um, uh, Cleveland and sweeping a very hot. Um, Cleveland team, I think, really says a lot. I think this might have been the biggest statement series of the entire season so far. Definitely, definitely. I mean, this was the 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 big one coming in because you're neck and neck with Cleveland, and I mean, to take three on the road like that is just you know fantastic. Um, they were all they were all like well contested baseball games. They were all pretty good games. It's not like they like blew their doors off. But it never felt felt really like any of the games were in like doubt, except maybe the first one, the how yeah. a, a little a little bit in the ninth there it got a little dicey, but yeah, that just goes it would have felt more dicey if we didn't break it open earlier. Yep, very true. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like you mentioned, Jack Cleveland was a very hot team. You know, they had taken two out of three from the Dodgers, they had swept the Rockies, they had took two out of three from the Twins. Um. I think they're yeah, they, seventeen and four over their last twenty-one entering the game. Yeah, I mean they they were hot, like you said. I mean, and that's and you know to be able to come into to Cleveland on the road and um, and and sweep them um, is great. I mean, and we, we've been talking about you know the whole year, you know, just being able to win series, and you know they just continue to do so. Um, obviously, Detroit's a team that you that you know 
you can obviously they're they're a beatable team and but they're 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 scrappy as well so that was a good uh that was a good series um you know to sweep and in this series with the uh with Cleveland to be able to sweep them you're you're putting yourself in a in a in a really good position just win win the games that you should win and you're in a good spot and, and you know they've been doing that the last you know couple of weeks especially this week with um you know getting two big sweeps and um and now you're on the road in in Toronto and um you know against uh you know should be a what should be a good you know division matchup too so they've uh they've put themselves in in a really good spot here yeah we've had a lot of guys step up too you know, obviously, you know, Devers has been playing out of his mind. Same with Bogey, uh, J.D., Pavetta, who might end up being an all-star, even Vasquez to make Matt LeBeau continue to look stupid. That's right. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Jaron Duran has really stepped up into, you know, that everyday center fielder. I think, you know, uh, outside of Toronto as well, he's going to be your everyday guy kind of moving forward in that leadoff spot. And I think having him be in there is really going to kind of ignite the team, almost like Kike moving into that role last year yeah. where he starts hitting extra base hits and doing a lot of stuff on the base paths. So I think, you know, he, he's here to stay. I don't, I can't imagine, you know, Jared Duran going back down to uh, Worcester at this point. No, he can't. He just can't. <clears throat> I mean, obviously Kike has a place on this team, but it can't be, you know, Duran can't go. And in the way that Duran's been playing, obviously he's been playing really well. And you know, with Kike having the injury that he does, it kind of gives him. It, it takes the pressure off having to like almost rush him back in a way. Where yeah. it, you know, because very true. you know, because Duran's played so well, you know, you're able to take your time more with Kike and you know, make sure he's a hundred percent when he comes back. I agree. There's no rush at all. You know, I mean, at the end of the day. I, 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 would I rather have – all right, I'd, I think I'd rather have right now, like if as a center fielder, all things, you know, equal, I think I'd rather have Duran right now as a full-time center fielder. But with Kike being able to do multiple things, I think I'd rather have Kike on the roster. So both, I, I think with that said, I think both players will have a spot on the roster. I think probably Arroyo's the next man out, and then I would think Dahlbeck would be after that. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, I would Arroyo say JPJ. One... Sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I think, you know, Arroyo might be that odd man out, especially with uh, Rob Ref Snyder kind of taking that utility man role. So obviously there is a place for Kike and uh, Duran on the team. You know, I think Kike might have uh, taken over that center field job. I know he's very proud of playing center field. So might as well just keep him there. He's done a very good job defensively. And then you move Durant to right field all time or full time, which, you know, Fenway Park is essentially a center field anyways in right field. Um, so make JPJ the fourth outfielder, Durant the utility bat, and that unfortunately leaves my uh, doppelganger, um, uh, <laughs> Christian Arroyo, out of the picture. But. Uh, you know, he, he, we will continue a spirit long after uh, this right. podcast. So just, just to clarify, you said Duran is utility. I think you meant Ref Snyder. Is that correct? Or, oh, Ref, yeah, Ref yeah. Snyder okay. is utility, sir. I just wanted to make sure. So, yeah, I mean, that that's how I would draw it up as well. I think Arroyo would be. But, uh, see, uh, at the end of the day, like, a lot of this has its own way of working itself out. Like, you, you, you don't know. I mean, we could trade someone. Someone could get hurt. Um, yeah, you just really don't know. So, I mean, they're going to need to keep 
like think about it, especially same kind of situation with Hauk. Obviously, if they go to Toronto or when they go to Toronto, like whoever gets kicked off the roster in favor of Duran is going to be right back up there when Duran can't travel to Toronto. <laughs> that's right. That is, that's a good point. That's the other Durant. thing. Like to me, Duran's decision is so mind boggling because like he, he it's really a, like affecting his career right. or maybe not like so much so yet but it has the potential to affect his career. And like, I just, I just don't think that's, that's worth the risk. You know, I would just, right. Because he hasn't really established himself. Like he's not like an established everyday major leaguer right. yet. So like, if you're, like you said, like, you know, if, if you're a guy that hasn't fully established yourself yet and you're making that decision, it just makes it harder for you to be in the position that you want to be in as an everyday major leaguer exactly and it diminishes your trade value too so if like duran's looking at like oh, i don't have an opportunity to play here but he's got to go to a place where he wants to get an opportunity i mean some teams are going to look at it like well i don't want this guy because he can't go north of the border so that pretty much leaves national league teams um but yeah i I mean how's different like how's established so at this point he's just like well they're not going to they're not going to like DFA me or they're right. not going to send me down. You know, like he has plenty of options left, but he's just not getting sent down. Right. So, yeah. It, it is interesting how it is kind of the two younger guys where, you know, a team could kind of send them down or use them as a trade piece. I don't, I don't think the Red Sox are going to do either one of those things right now because they have, you know, proven their spot on the major league roster. They do contribute. But uh, you do see guys that, you know, we're a little bit hesitant about getting the vaccine, even Xander Bogarts, uh, J.D. Martinez. And, you know, they eventually did it just because, you know, <laughs> they wanted to pitch in Toronto or they uh, wanted to hit in Toronto. Uh, you know, Chris Sale, we're still a little bit unsure of right now whether uh, he might be able to pitch in that late September series in uh, Toronto as well. But, um, I mean, I'm not going to try to impose my beliefs on anybody, but when it starts actually affecting your career, that's when, uh, you know, it does become a topic of discussion uh, on a Red Sox podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. No, for sure. I don't think that's imposing your beliefs at all. No. <laughs> but also get the fucking vaccine. Like, fucking come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is me imposing my belief. Fucking come on. Yeah, now you, now you did. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean... To, Definitely. If it affects the team, like 100%. Got to got to do it. But he, you know, I mean, if he's not going to do it at this point, I mean, if he hasn't done it by now, he's just not going to do it. So it's just yeah, like. The second you inconvenience me by not even being able to go into a Chili's is when I'll get a shot. Like, we're just. <laughs> but I, I, I do think that, like, they could. If the Red Sox and the Blue Jays are in the playoffs and they're, like, looking ahead on the the schedule and they're like hey basically like it's going to come down to we need to leave you off the playoff roster because you're not vaccinated because the potential of that i think that might that might be like the only thing that would push him to get it like not being on a playoff roster would be so damaging to his career and i think it would just he would just be like so just looked down on in the clubhouse yeah that i think that would maybe would push him I mean, that's a good point. I feel like at that point, you might have to just do it or else, you know, that could just really ruin your career for sure. 
Yeah. Peer pressure. Peer pressure. <laughs> Pretty much. Peer pressure. Yeah. But honestly, to a degree, I mean, like, you have to wonder, you know, if uh, somebody might uh, think anything differently. If it does come time for the playoffs, I don't think anything's happening now. You don't need to worry about that. But if, if it does t- come down to crunch time, I think, you know, uh, if someone's not able to play just because they haven't gotten the shot, that's going to be a big narrative throughout that series, especially, you know, on the Boston Sports Talk radio. Yeah, they'll have Absolutely. a field day with that. Belga. <laughs> just get yeah, the no, I mean, but what, but what isn't at the end of the day? That's, that's the other thing. <laughs> Tom Brady. Yeah, right. Just kidding. Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. I know they, they don't know what to do with only the Red Sox being on right now. Like they, it, it, it's like their worst time of the year where um, uh, we're enjoying it. You know, I, I like being in the spotlight, especially with the team playing so well. But, um, you know, there's always a Patriot story or there's always a Celtic story or anything else. So um, that's that's great this time of year. Very true. Yeah, they're they're just dying for a uh, training camp to start for the Patriots. <laughs> they <laughs> are like somebody sneezed, and you know it's uh, we're gonna talk about it on Felger and Mass. How does the hey. Red Sox two sweeps uh, affect LeBron's legacy? Real real quick, do you think maybe they were just like trying out Mass like like for like I thought they were like committed to Mass, but dude, I haven't. When has he been on a fucking broadcast? He was, he was a few weeks ago. It, it's a revolving door, it seems like. You never know who it's going to be any given series. Yeah, it just seems like like they're really moving away from him. I haven't Yeah, cuz I think the last I I mean, I think He was the on the West Coast. I, he was on the West Coast. Yeah, I think he was he did the Angels series and then I don't know if he did the Mariners series at all, but I know he definitely did the Angels series on the West Coast, but I think that's the last time I've heard him on Nesson. Or has he done a series since then? I don't remember. Did he do the Cardinal series? I don't think I, so. I, We were at the game, so... Well, yeah, that was a, yeah, that one was Fox. The Saturday game was oh, that, a Fox, was Fox game. Yeah. Friday and, and Sunday. I don't, I don't... Dude, I honestly don't think so. I mean, it's possible, but... He, I really he didn't definitely think he like, terrible. No, I thought he... Honestly, Maz was fine. He's just... He just... People just don't like him, so... Um, but... Yeah, it it just think that they like Euclid more, and now like, dude, if they could get Malar on consistently, then I mean that's awesome. And obviously Eck is a superstar, but Malar, Eck, and Euclid, that's like those are three, like three is enough there if they can have that consistently. As long as Johnny Gomes <clears throat> doesn't enter the booth, like <laughs> I don't want him. Honestly, I just don't want to even want him in the ballpark. Yeah. I don't even want him anywhere near because every time he gets in the booth, I like. I start to shake. Yeah, right. He's we, we did have that Trevor Story grand slam with him in the ballpark earlier no, this year, cool. which was fantastic. He's that allowed was. in the ballpark. He's just not allowed in the booth. Yes. <laughs> I'd still rather him just be away from it all. Yeah. He's a lot to uh, handle. And then, of course, we don't need to have the Dave O'Brien discussion again, but, you know, hopefully... Um, that uh, is the next door out of here. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. 
Kevin Millar is a big, uh, big Glizzy guy. I feel like he's always talking about hot dogs. I feel like every broadcast he brings up hot dogs like multiple times. Kevin Millar is fucking awesome. <laughs> he just likes drinking beers and, and crushing a couple hot dogs, dude. Yeah, he's a guy. He he's he's definitely like just uh, he's a bro. He's a he's a bro. bro. Yeah, yeah. He's a complete bro. He's a guy's guy. Dude, he and he's one of those guys. Uh, he's one of those guys I don't always agree with, but even when he says something like, I know it's in good heart and it's honest instead of him just kind of trying to appease the masses. So uh, I don't, I think that's, you know, a very good sign of somebody that you enjoy. You don't have to actually, you know, be on the same wavelength to get their commentary and get their point of view. Yeah. No, I mean, he, he, he has a good, he has a good perspective, um, and I think that, like again, like he's very you know clear, and he doesn't like stumble with his words. Um, I, I still think obviously Eck is the best, but oh yeah, you know, the only issue with Eck is literally like him and O'Brien are just the most opposite people in the entire world. I think mm-hmm. like <clears throat> O'Brien's best partner is is Euclid for sure. Like him and Euclid are like. And, and this is, I, I know this is going to be almost like a dig at you because I, I think Kevin Euclid has been fantastic in the booth. But like, they're just, they just like mesh together well. Like, and I'm not saying Uke's boring, but like, I just think that Uke is more like just a little more like on brand, you know? Right. Like yeah. To the to Nesson. And like, he's just like kind of like a Nesson, you know? He's like very cleaned up and like polished. Yeah. Like, yeah, but Eck is a little more edgy and like, yeah, you know, he doesn't really. He he kind of just like, you know, he he just shoots like. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, Yuke is definitely a little bit more polished. He's a lot more professional. Um, so I think that probably, like you said, it meshes better with O'Brien, whereas Eck is probably better suited with somebody that's kind of almost on the same wavelength as him. Yeah, but Egg is never going to be a 162 type of guy. If you get Egg for 81 games, you're going to take it. But he, he's just too busy living his best life outside he's too, of. He's too busy uh, catching some rays, man. Yeah, he doesn't do it for the money. Zero percent. He does it just because he wants to. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, he just loves talking baseball. You know, talking cheese. Talking and, uh... baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about catching rays, Jack. I mean, you you caught some serious rays today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Me and my buddy uh, Jared Terry, shout out to uh, avid listener of the show. I told him I'm giving a shout out, so here you fucking go. Uh, (laughs) We sat up upon the Worcester monster in right field today, and Jesus fucking Christ, did I burn like a goddamn potato chip? (laughs) <laughs> um, if you, uh, I, I did make sure I rolled up the sleeve, so if you're watching on YouTube, you can see how pink I am. Um, you can also just see it in my face, so I'll be taking a lot of uh, aloe uh, across my entire body, cold showers, and only here from now on. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you got to take a hit to make the play sometimes. That's right. Yep. And you, you were saying before the show you didn't realize that the uh, the chairs were metal, too, so you burned your ass. Oh, yeah, the second I sat down, I felt like I was a fucking Looney Tunes cartoon and shot out of my goddamn seat. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, it, it literally burned. Uh, like, I had to, like, wave it down. It, it was absolutely ridiculous. But, 
uh, you know, you get used to it. Um, you you bake a little bit, but you know, it was all worth it at the end of the day. It's gritty, dude. Yeah. All pink on the inside. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm very medium rare right now. <laughs> yeah. Nice and tender. You know, you can just cut right through me, chew me, laugh. <laughs> Um, but no, uh, honestly, Worcester is a very good, uh, ballpark. Um, we're all very, we're a very much Rhode Island based podcast. So lots of great McCoy memories, which they could have stayed in the area, but they, they did a very good job there. Um, very good eats too. I had one of the best, uh, brisket sandwiches I've had oh. in a while up at the right field booth. And, uh, like I, I got it and I was like, I was like, okay, like, you know, it's going to be ballpark food, but this was like something that you get out of a food truck almost. So it, that's good. That, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. That's good. I, I really I really would like to get up there. I just it's Sundays are just really hard for me, but um, you know, like I They play I, other days of the week. No, well, I know, but you've only asked for Sunday yeah. day games. You you're a day game fucking pervert. So. <laughs> you love yeah, Jack is perverted, dude. Which don't get me wrong, I do I do Because I have the rest of my evening to record podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. I do love a good day game, but they are a little inconvenient. You know, like when you're when you're busy, obviously. So uh, honestly, I would be down for like a like a Friday night or like a Saturday night. Maybe like, you know, go to a quick brewery piece before, you know, because yeah, they have the uh, what what brewery do they have? Like right by there? Is it Wormtown? Um, Wormtown yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Is that right near the stadium? Literally right around the corner. I haven't been there, uh, so I, I would very much be willing to go. They have a lot of stuff inside the stadium, too. They do a lot of good stuff with the area um, that I'm sure even goes right above my head. But yeah. um, it, it, they did a very good job with the ballpark. Shout out to uh, Dr. Charles Steinberg. The doctor. Shout out Larry L. Larry L. Did, he, uh, did he bring in a gabagool? <laughs> He he might he might have yeah, uh, you know it's kind of like one of those um, uh, things where you know you just build Gabagool into the uh, ballpark when they're first creating right. it to cause good luck, almost like that guy put a David Ortiz jersey yep. in Yankee Stadium that one time. Yep. <laughs> they say they say that um, quick quick fun fact for the kids back home. There was a lot of uh, a lot of dead bodies in Giant Stadium, like in the concrete from from the mob. You know. Oh, wow. Well, cause they like had the contracts for the construction. So then like they could just dispose of the bodies in the concrete. When they tore Jesus it down, Christ. they found like a lot of remains. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's uh, that's wild. Jesus. Is this the New York die. or San Francisco giants? No, no. Uh, the New York football giants, the original giant stadium, the football stadium. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. 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 Oh, so the original like metal lands there. Yeah. That's... Yes. Giant wow. stadium. Yep. Jesus Christ. I did not know that. Yep. <laughs> that I'm sure I'm sure Dr. Charles Steinberg did the exact same thing with the uh the Worcester Stadium. I'm sure there's a lot of mafia in uh, Worcester. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Providence would never have any mob problems at all. No, 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 no. There's there's no mafia here. <laughs> yeah. Who, depends on who's asking. <laughs> who's asking? Oh God! R.I.P. Uh, Buddy CNC. I know. Real one for making the Dunkin' Donuts Center and the Providence Place Mall and other That's things. Right. That's right. Yeah. Never, uh, never had a run-in with the mafia. That guy did. No. 
No. <laughs> Not at all. No. Uh, uh, one guy yeah, that I did want to touch upon that I think, you know, we, we haven't even talked about it much on here. Josh Winchowski, uh, um, Saturday yeah. starter, another strong outing. You know, he kind of had that bad one against uh, who was at Baltimore in his major league debut. But he's actually shown that, you know, he can be a guy that uh, might be your sixth, seventh, or eighth starter, but you need that. And uh, he's helped us win ball games. Do you think that he'd be okay with you touching upon him? <laughs> um, I think he Do you have his that. consent. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You said you know, a guy you wanted to touch up on. So <laughs> I'm just, I'm just asking. Do you think Josh would be okay with you touching up on him? Um, yeah, but like consent, <laughs> Yeah, no. Let's get him on the show. Jack sees him in a crowded bar and he touches the back of his his uh, waist to to move him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> excuse hey, buddy, excuse me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> We we liked your vibe from across the bar. <laughs> I notice you noticing me across the yeah. bar. Are you open minded? <laughs> yeah. Notice you noticing me. Uh, but yeah, no, seriously, he's uh, I, he's obviously legit. Like he he's very you know he's very serviceable. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's definitely established himself here for sure. I mean, he's he's pitched, you know, uh, very well, and he's he's a valuable piece. I mean, and he's a guy that you can definitely throw out now, and um, you know, and he's gonna he's gonna give you strong innings here. So, I mean, shout out to him. He's uh, you know, he's come up and he's really really played well, and he's a he's a great piece. You know, especially with um, you know guys out. You know, like Avaldi, obviously Salen Paxton are still out, so. Um, you know, he's a guy that's, you know, giving you strong games, you know, the last uh, couple of weeks here. So he's he's been a valuable piece. Yeah, I mean, they're going to they're that's exactly what they need. Like you got a guy who is trying to make the team, you know, permanently, obviously for the rest of the season, but also next year. He's going to do whatever you like ask him to do. So come out of the bullpen, you know, start. Um, he's going to do whatever. So. That's that's what you need. You need guys that'll like buy in. You know, obviously he's not a, like a, he's not like a Garrett Whitlock. He's just not like that good. But um, he could have like a I think a similar role. I'm looking forward to. I think we're going to start from Connor Siebold in Toronto, <clears throat> according to uh, Mr. Cora, who is I the man. I think that's going to be the Monday game. If you're listening on drop uh, day, that's today. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. That's because I believe. Like Wednesday, is, or sorry, Tuesday is Waka, and then Wednesday is Pavetta versus Manoa, which is going to be a big matchup. Um, so Monday is still TBD. That might be uh, Connor Siebold, who has been uh, throwing the ball well down in uh, Worcester. He was hurt a little bit of the year, I think, but I think he's back now. So I think he's going to again be that guy. Uh, Brian Mayo pitched today, so it's not going to be him either. Not that they would rush him anyways. Right. I mean, it would be awesome to see that. I, You know, I, I do think, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I think that the Red Sox have done this a lot in the past, especially with pitching prospects, is they've, like, just shown them, like, a taste of the major leagues and, like, thrown them out there for, like, four innings, like saying, hey, you're going to pitch four innings. It's going to be your major league debut. We're going to get it off your shoulders 
you know, and then you can go back to AAA and then really like work on it. And then you get that taste of being like, you know, just traveling with a major league team, getting the, the, the full experience, the crowd, everything. And then you like, you go back to AAA and you're like, wow, I really want to get back there. Yeah. And I want to do whatever I can to get to that point permanently. They've done that. They did that with Lester. They did that with Buck Holtz. Um, those last two pitchers they fucking developed. So I don't really have anything else to reference. <laughs> so, but they, they do that, you know? So I think that they'll probably, I think that you'll see, you'll see Bayo by one, one quick start by the end of this year. And then he'll go back down. And then he's not going to, he's not going to stay on the team <clears throat> like in September. Like he's going to be shut down in September. Yeah. No, it'll be nice to kind of see what we might be able to use him for in the 2023 season. Uh, whether, you know, uh, for whatever reason, he might need to break out of camp or if you need to bring him up during the season. But uh, I think, you know, it might be nice to actually get him a cup of coffee near the end of the year. Pitched well today. There he hasn't really had any meltdown outing. So. Uh, he's a guy that, you know, might even help us out uh, just down the stretch, get some guys rest even if we're uh, a few games ahead of the uh, other wild card spots there. Who even knows, maybe even the division kind of like we touched upon before. But um, he, uh, there's no need to rush him, but it's good that he could come up really at any point. Yeah. Like I said, I think we will. We will see him. Um, so then we got the Blue Jays. Yep. Then, yeah. um, it's a tough. It's a tough stretch. I mean, this is this is their biggest stretch. The Blue Jays have been, um, you know, they're they've lost seven out of their last ten. They've been, um, you know, sliding a little bit here recently. We're facing them at a good time. We're, yeah. Uh, you you know they're going to be a tough team. They obviously built uh, their organization up very well over the last few years with a lot of trades. You know. Probably have even underperformed a little bit. I mean, to this point, they're kind of expected to be almost, you know, the second best team in the American League this year. And, you know, they've got to play like a third, fourth, or even fifth place team. So uh, if you can take, you know, two out of three up there, uh, especially with, you know, some guys off the roster, I think that's going to be another statement series coming up. So uh, definitely get a, you know, remember this one at the end of the year DVD commentary. Right. Yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll be in the DVD. Oh um, yeah, what we'll be on the desktop. Like and and dude, I I love like Carabas's podcast. Obviously, you know Carabas is just fantastic. I just hate like the whole like don't say it. Like the Red Sox just rattled off. They're nineteen. They just went nineteen and four. Like if you can't comfortably say the Red Sox are back just because they put like a, a random date on the calendar like a long time ago. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like just it, like. Just fucking say it. It's not a big deal. Yeah. It rattled off, like I said, 19 of fucking 23. Just say it. The Red Sox yeah. are back. Everybody yeah. knows the Red Sox are back. So we, we released our episode 29 on May 23rd. It's pretty much a month ago at this point. Saying the Red Sox are back after taking two out of three from the Houston Astros and then sweeping the Mariners. It was a fact that the Red Sox were back, and they've only continued to prove us right at this point. So um, it, it's it's fine to say. You can say it. It's fine. You know, uh, the, it's been a fact for over a month now. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, like, before, like a month ago, it was like, you know, oh, they're back, they're back. Like, it was fun to say because, like, we just went through so much turmoil. <laughs> but, like, 
it could have went either way. Like it, it could have all fell apart. Now though, it's like the way this team is playing, they're not just winning, but they're they're beating good teams. Like there's a couple of missteps every now and then. Like the bullpen's a little shaky, but dude, I mean the, the offense. There's an embarrassment of riches within this lineup. Not only that, but like I was saying this to a couple of my buddies today, they're this is one of the better stretches they've had in the last. I mean since 2018. Right, I would say this is probably the best stretch they've had since in the 2018 season. Um, and they're doing it without uh, Garrett Whitlock, Nathan Uvalde, um, Kike Hernandez. I mean, they're they're winning and they're they're winning. They're beating good teams without good players. Obviously, right. they still have a ton of good players. That's not my point. I'm saying they're missing a lot of good players. So, you know, I just look at it and say, like, wow, when they, they get the, some of these guys back, you just got to feel really good. I'd be ner- If I was a Yankee fan, I'd be nervous. I'd be nervous. If the Red Sox can cut it to seven games by the trade deadline, and then in August they make up three games, now you're four games out going into September. That's a week's worth of baseball. That can, it can yeah. change. I mean, you're right there. Oh yeah. No, I mean we it, we started off what ten and nineteen, and now we're nine games under five hundred, and now we're eleven games above five hundred. That's all that it really needs to be kind of said at the end of the day. If you said that at any point of the season, you'd be happy. But uh, the fact that we still have over half a major league baseball season and the opportunity to improve with the trade deadline, uh, this team is as good of in shape as anybody else in baseball. Uh, especially with some of the depth that we have, either to call up or to, you know, use for acquisitions down the road. Um, I think, you know, we might see some unexpected things of maybe not a, you know, a guy that uh, might not even just be a rental. I think we might be looking to add for the long-term future. And I think it's very reasonable to uh, say that this team is built to win for not only this year, but the next few years. Oh, absolutely. As long as they can just, figure out the, the Devers and Bogarts thing, then this team will, will win, and they'll win big for the next 10 years. You know? I mean, the only thing that sucks is it just doesn't look like really like Cassis is going to be a contributor this year because he's been hurt a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. So that does suck. You. you- you, you might just want to get a rental at first base. There's guys like Josh Bell, Trey Mancini that are going to just fill that role. And then you kind of figure out next year, next year. But um, I think for this year, there's no need to rush Cassis. You know, there was a little bit of a need before Franchi came up. Uh, so uh, now you've kind of got it figured out a little bit more. And um, I think, you know, once you fill that hole along with a few other things, this team's going to look really well-rounded. Yeah, and and I I don't even think you need to get like a like a bell. I think like that'd be awesome, but I think Mister French is serviceable enough against righties. I think you just need a guy that can hit lefties well, who's not named Bobby Dahlbeck. And I think that you'll be you'll be fine. Like that's really all you need, and it should only take maybe like a low level prospect and like maybe some cash, and you can probably go find someone. The equivalent of Steve Pierce. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. Just bring back Steve Pierce. Yeah, yeah. No, let, let, let's just do Steve Pierce again. Like literally, <laughs> what, what the fuck do you think he's up to? I, he can't be up to much. Yeah. I wouldn't think. But um, right. no, I mean, he, Steve, we need to play. We need you to play fifty games uh, only <laughs> against left-handers. Are you up? He's like, yeah, hell yeah, let's win another World Series MVP. <laughs> but uh, no, like you guys were saying too. I mean, you got to feel really good about you know where you're at. If you're Red Sox management, if you're Heim Bloom, like you got to feel pretty good about where your team is, considering you know, like you mentioned, LeBeau, the injuries that you have, guys are getting healthier. Obviously, Sale and Paxton, you'll see them, you know, down the road here. Um, you know, Evaldi, Kike. Um, if you add a couple pieces to this team, I mean, you're right there. I mean, you're you're a contending team. Like, you're right there for a World Series. Um, you know, you add a couple of pieces, you're right there. And you're, you're, you're right there with the top teams in, in the American League. Yeah. No, you got to be happy if you're ownership, front office, with everything except Dave O'Brien. You got to be happy. Yeah. 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 Things can't be quite perfect, um, but uh, they're close enough. You're you're gonna take what you can get. Yeah. Do you want to uh? Do you want to do a random socks here, quick? Bring it for old time's sake. Oh. Okay. Okay. Uh, Let me see if I I still have the app. I I recognize that I had it. I forget if it's like on my saved or not. yeah, I need I to re-download we, it. Because I think my we phone's still different. um, we still have not. There, okay, there, there is there. Uh, there, there oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. There's one thing we need to touch upon. I think it's going to be the same thing though. No, okay. I, um, I was just going to say I don't think we've for that for the random socks here. I don't think we we gotten a World Series year yet, right? No, we haven't. All right. So we're doing. Right, hey, re-download here. So we got it. Uh, one through twenty-one, and the year is two thousand five. Did we talk about two thousand five? Yeah, we did. Oh five. I think we did. Yeah, 05. we did. Oh five. Yeah. I, I thought we did. Two thousand six. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I regret this. Uh, now. <laughs> what, what, yeah. What, what, what even happened in 06? Nothing happened in 06. Was it that fucking Edgar Renteria? That who knows? Yeah. Uh, no, that was oh five. Um, uh, 06 Mark Loretta walk off. That was that was big. I was at that game. Yeah. Um, 06 was like like Josh Beckett. That was his first year, and he sucked. He was horrible. Yeah. He gave up like a ton of bombs, and then 07 is when he figured it out. But the Red Sox were in a, a playoff spot in 06 for a while. Then they got swept five game sweep by the Yankees. And then knocked them fucking clean out. They were like one game back. Yankees swept them five games. That yeah, was it. It was like August because it was like a four-game series plus a makeup game. It was fucking blouses. Yeah. Yeah. That then that was two thousand and six. LeBeau was so fired up to bring this back. Yeah, he, he, just he was like, "Yeah, let's get 07, 2013, maybe even eighteen. No, we need six. Yeah, we need a good uh, year. I know. We'll we'll touch upon that too. We should we should have another special just like randomly uh, throughout the season. You know, um, it, it's been hard to kind of throw that in because the team has been playing so well. I mean, if we were um, back in that position where we were cursing uh, at the very beginning of every episode about how bad this team was, we might have done more. But it's been 
fun to actually talk about this <laughs> yeah. goddamn baseball team over the course of the last two months now. I'm glad goddamn right, goddamn it. I, I'm glad we haven't had to uh, hear Jack scream into his microphone. Uh, you know, at how bad. I'll do it just because. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Petey. <laughs> You're startling, Petey, man. I, he 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 was sleeping and he just looked up at me. He, he's already back to sleep, so we're 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 okay. <laughs> what a dad you are. I know. <laughs> Happy belated Father's Day to Jack Webster. He's a great dad. Yeah, people forget that. Yeah. Uh, the Yankees played a professional baseball game where they didn't get any hits. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is true, which dude, is awesome. Dude, they we were didn't talk so about that at pissed. the beginning when we were talking about the Yankees, but they in fact had a game where they did not record any hits. Yes, which is great. I just think that today's win, or well, Sunday's win. I don't know, man. Something about yeah. that. It kind of negates it almost, you know. They were getting no hit again, <clears throat> which, you know, is crazy. I mean, 15 innings without a hit. Fast team in baseball, right? I mean, that's fucking insane. But then they come back and win the game. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. But, yes, the Yankees got no hit, so forget it. Forget, forget what happened on Sunday. The Yankees got no hit. Dude, the Yankees fans were so butthurt on Twitter after that, too. All right, random Yankee year. I got 04. What happened in 04 for the Yankees? <laughs> I believe they won the division, so it must have been a very good year for them. They uh, just went to the World Series the year before. And, uh, you know, the last I checked uh, my internet browser on a, a Internet Explorer, um, that uh, they're up 3 0 in the ALCS. So I'm, I'm waiting for that to refresh and, uh, you know, see what happens since then. I'm sure they won the World Series that year. Yeah. They beat the Cardinals. I yeah. think it was like in six yeah. or something like that. I thought they swept. No, nah, they won in six. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot Adam Wayne was uh, really good that year. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. Anything yeah. else we got? I just, uh... uh... It'll be cool for the uh, Red Sox to go back to uh, Wrigley for the first time in a while. That's right. This yeah. weekend coming up. Yeah. Yep. I really wanted to go. But that ain't gonna happen. Yeah, I, if, I was uh, kind of in that same boat where it's like, oh, that would be awesome. And then you start playing it. I was like, oh, it's gonna be money. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I'm sure Kyle Sullivan might be at one of the games. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I would imagine. He went to the, I mean, I don't know what part of Chicago he lives in, or if he lives in Chicago, but he did go to the, uh, he did go to the White Sox series, so. He did. Yeah. Shout out, Kyle. Yeah. Shout out, Kyle. <laughs> um, vote Bogey, vote Devers, vote JD, all-star game. That's right. You know. You know. Vote Vasquez, even though yeah. I tried to cancel him and his family. Yeah, yeah. You, you you tried to kick them out. You tried to kick them out of the Northeast. Yeah. You tried to send them right to Kansas City. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if uh, Vasquez is listening to this, uh, we apologize. He is. Sorry. <laughs> Lo siento. <laughs> Look at you speaking Spanish. See. Si. 
All right. I think that wraps it up. That wraps it up. Think? Yeah. Good time. I'm in the corner yeah. watching you kiss her. Oh. Mm-hmm.